Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week we cover business topics to help you grow your full-time business or your side hustle. We'll also bring you interviews from a variety of people winning in their space to share valuable business insights and life lessons. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a full-time content creator running FixThisBuildThat.com, and my co-host John Malecki runs a full-time furniture company in his content site, JohnMalecki.com. We've been growing our successful businesses online, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode 32. Today, we're going to be talking about making money in your sleep. Literally. Passive income is a powerful tool to help grow a sustainable business. And don't think this is just for content creators. We're going to talk about how you can make passive income as a product maker, too. John, have you heard about this, all this new stuff coming out on Instagram? Like, this is unstoppable. What, what's going on out there? Yeah, so as we, like, always are talking, Instagram continues to just pump out the new features. Um, few exciting ones. Uh, first would be the story enhancements. If you noticed those, they've got some awesome uh, lettering filters, a bunch of stuff going on in Instagram stories, uh, which is really cool. Let you customize it a lot more. Um, and I've been using that on my personal account as well as the MFP account. If you guys checked it out. Um, and also the new scheduling options. So Instagram has yes. never been available on uh, apps outside of Instagram itself. You've never been able to post, I should say. So um, Hootsuite and Tailwind are now releasing native posting from their applications, which is huge. Um, it'll give you the opportunity to work from your desktop and use Instagram as a tool. So awesome stuff coming out there. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. Uh, we'll be bringing you as much information as we possibly can as those rollouts come out and as we start using them um, to help provide as much as we can to all of you. Yeah, I think there's, like you mentioned, man, it's just insane how much new stuff is coming out. But I know that's one people have been waiting for for a long time, the ability to schedule posts. And and we'll talk more about it in depth, obviously, because there's there's a right and a wrong way to do that. But like you said, I think the, the coolest thing is just to be able to work on your desktop and just kind of queue up some of those beauty shots and in-process shots and then kind of work with them instead of having to just do it on the fly on your phone. So that's going to be cool to see. Uh, and my favorite, by the way, my favorite filter uh, is got to be, you know, like the upside down chin guy. I've, I've been sending John some personalized stories just for him, for his uh, entertainment. You know, maybe maybe I'll I'll post uh, Jimmy Cheeto to to the MFP account. Yeah, it's actually it's actually pretty funny to see Brad outside <laughs> of the standard Brad. But yeah, Jimmy Cheeto. Cue him up. <laughs> Jimmy, hashtag Jimmy Cheeto. I love it, dude. <laughs> Before we get going anymore, uh, I want to thank our new members that joined the MFP patron tribe this week. Uh, we had Stephen Budd. We had Chestnut Ridge Workshop, Matt from NWA Woodworks, Jacob Elliott, and Borkwood. Thank you guys for joining. And if you want to be part of the patron tribe, you can head over there to patreon.com forward slash made for profit. And you can enjoy some cool rewards and the after show, which we do at the end of every show. What you been doing this week, John? So just dropped my clamp rack video. Um, I needed to find a better solution for the clamps that I had in my shop. They were starting to take up way too much space. So I came up with this adjustable clamp rack, uh, built it on Friday afternoon, dropped the videos 
Monday morning. Um, so it's, it's short term. Uh, Gotta love that out there for all of you. If you want to check it out. Um, I'm also working on finishing this Guanacaste slab. It actually required a lot of epoxy work. So that stuff takes a lot of time. Um, but I'll be doing a, a little, a little finishing video on it. Do some tips and tricks there kind of thing for my, um, for my shop talk segment on my YouTube channel. And then I'm uh, also still working on some other pieces of content. We're doing some revamps to the website I've been working on. So that's been eating up a lot of my spare time, but I'm still working on putting out the content for you guys, as well as crushing the 700 projects that are going on in the shop right now. The bucks (laughs) out there working on as we speak. (laughs) Yes. I like, I want to work with Guanacaste just so I can say it. I'm like, yeah, what are you doing, man? I'm just working on some Guanacaste. I got, I I was, I was, I was told it's also referred to as Perote, Perote, Perote. I don't know. Oh, Perota? Perota. Yeah, I don't even know how to, but yeah, I see like the, uh, like Exotic Woodco or one of those guys works with those a ton. You know, it's like the Perota. And they do those huge cookies that are just like, you know, eight foot diameter cookie Mm -hmm. slabs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Gotcha. It's beautiful wood. It's like, it's a hard, I think it's a hard wood. It's like, I don't know, it's soft to mill. I don't know, but it's, it looks good. Hardest, <laughs> softest, brownish, <laughs> orangish kind of wood. Yeah, I dig it. That's awesome, man. I can't wait to see that one come out. Uh, I've been working on uh, some things for the the kitchen. Actually, back in the shop, man, I, I just found like, I kind of, I did the shop tour and I did some planer maintenance, uh, did the work up in the up in the laundry room. So I've kind of been out of the shop for a while for traditional shop projects. So I'm our woodworking projects. I'm I'm excited to be back in the shop and working on that this week. It it's going to go for sponsor approval. So it won't be out until uh, later on in the month, but working on some nesting stools, like kind of a step stool combo type thing. Uh, I know that we were, we were talking about, so that'll be, that'll be cool because um, on the daily I'll come in and like, you know, my daughter will be like standing on the counter and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like trying to get a bowl, dad. I'm like, okay. Like just, let's I just want some Cheetos. Don't break your neck, please. <laughs> uh, so those will be, will be helpful. I'm also gearing up um, to do some more smart home stuff. So I'm kind of excited about that. But speaking of gearing up the um, workbench con man, right around the corner. So I think we'll have one more episode come out before we go to workbench con, but just want to remind you guys uh, if you are in the Atlanta area, uh, we will be there in Atlanta. Um, and I forget, we'll, we'll have, we'll have a link in the show notes to like where it is, but there's going to be a meetup that Thursday night. Um, and I forget, I think that's Thursday, the 22nd, I believe of February. Uh, and there's going to be a meetup with a whole bunch of makers. So if you're in the Atlanta area and you don't have a ticket, uh, this will be like, you know, free admissions just at a, you know, just at a hotel lobby bar. And there's, going to be a whole bunch of people there so uh it might get a bit crowded but yeah uh if you are in the area and don't have a ticket yet then uh that could be something uh to come out at and john and i will be there we'd love to see you love to come over and high five you and you know if you got some wasabi almonds that's even better yeah keep your eyeballs open on social we'll have the time and place and all that as we get closer to the date um and we'll be having that on our our instagram account for sure absolutely all right, man. What are we talking about today? So we are talking about passive income this week. We got a few requests, I believe, on the Facebook group. Um, and uh, it's just a great concept because we're working through it right now um, with MFP as well as both of our personal brands. Um, Brad is actually a monster when it comes to passive income. And I'm starting to dabble with uh, producing more, I guess, product for sale in the passive world. So um, to define it first, and this is 
my understanding, and I will let Brad correct me if I'm wrong, but what passive income is, is making money in your sleep. I mean, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but it's, essentially it's, it's the, t- it's the income that comes from one and done creations of products to a, to an extent. So it's the type of products that you, um, you create or sell that you don't have to physically produce each and every time that one is sold. Um, so that, you know, examples being merchandise, uh, digital plan sales, uh, and we'll jump into each one of these a little bit more specifically, but, but things like that, that you can put in a digital form or on your website or whatever that you almost don't have to touch in order to have them uh, sent out to the buyer. Um, and what that does is it creates opportunities for you to drive traffic and drive people and awareness to places without having to physically make a coffee table, dining table, cutting board, whatever it might be for that person, which we're all used to in this space. Um, so it's a big, big ad to any business in general, but definitely in the maker community um, when it comes comes down to, you know, uh, I guess, to, to broadening your portfolio of income streams. Um, and, and it's ironic that a lot of us are really bad at it. <laughs> you would think it, it would be something that, you know, everyone's dominating, but it's, it's a constant learning curve and there's a lot that goes into creating a proper passive income stream. Um, and it's kind of why we thought this would be a good opportunity to talk about it on the show today. So, um, you know, get started, Brad, why don't you jump into the types? Um, unless you think I was completely wrong there with my, yeah, definition, no, but, you're, you're and, right and, on and it. We'll, and we'll start rolling. You're right on it because, uh, and I think that's the beauty of it. And, and you hit it, and it's it's that initial. But there is some maintenance. We'll talk through that too. Um, but you know, you're you're right on. It's basically you don't have to do anything more to get paid, and that's the great part of it. And the other part of passive income, the only part that I want to add would be that um, the great thing about it is stacking. So when you're stacking uh, different these things, so when you make one one week uh, and and you know, a really easy one would be like YouTube content uh, and ad revenue. So, you know, looking at types of passive income, we'll use that as an example. So you make one YouTube video. Um, that's great. It goes out there. Uh, you make another one, you make another one, you make another one. Uh, by the time you're a year in and you've got 40 or 50 videos, then every single one of those videos are still out there being viewed and still out there generating revenue every time they're viewed. And so that's the beauty of, of passive income. And, you know, obviously the, the views go way down. You have the initial bump. Um, but at the same time, some of those will get viewed, will get a ton of views and they'll get consistent views. And so all that, all that income from the ad revenue just keeps adding up. And that's the beauty of passive income. Same thing with, like you said, merchandise, digital products, uh, affiliates, all those things is that you can stack on it. And the more you make and the more you put out, it's all those little things. So typically, um, you know, there's there's two kinds of of passive income. I'll talk about, you know, uh, the main ones, I think, would be like, you know, product oriented like a product that you build and then any other type of like ad and affiliate revenue, right? Because the, like the ad and affiliate revenue is is typically going to be your smaller stuff. So that's going to be attached to, you know, maybe a digital product you put out or you're recommending other products, you know, like we do on the show. Um, and like most all YouTubers do, they'll have a list of the products that they used. And if you buy something on Amazon, then they will get, you know, 35 cents or what was it, John? 50 cents, 50 cents. Yeah. Content Inc, baby. Yeah, 50 cents on every sale. We get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> massive, right? Uh, versus like products. So a digital product like our pricing guide. Uh, pricing guide, we have those for sale. 
it's a $19 sale, right? So every time that sells, we get 19 bucks. Every time we recommend a book and it sells, we get 50 cents. So obviously, um, you know, the, the add up on the affiliate side is going to be smaller, but, uh, I think that's the, the main difference there is that, uh, basically you're like for affiliate, you don't really do anything. It's, um, you know, so maybe that's another good way to break it out is like one is influence based. So you're telling people about a product and you're getting recommended, uh, you're getting a, um, a portion of that sale because you've influenced somebody to buy. That's why they call it influencer marketing. The other one is your own products, right? So, you know, like on your site, what, what are you doing, John, from a influence side? I mean, we hit on it the as far as like the ad and the affiliate side. Um, so ad and affiliate sales on my own site right now are going to be mostly coming from uh, Amazon affiliates. So Amazon actually has a pretty awesome affiliate program for basically anybody that has an EIN, right, Brad? Yep. So you can sign up if you have a tax EIN, which we recommended in or, an earlier show. Or your so right. So you can do that as a per. You can use your social too. You can use like anybody. So yeah, you, you don't have to sign up as a so EIN. It would be employee identification number, tax based thing. But um, you can sign up individually just as a mm-hmm. r- random person, and and you know because they bill you for it or they tax, they give you whatever the W four two did not know that. So anybody can basically sign up for the Amazon affiliate program. And what it does is it's another portal for you to search products. And then from those products, create links that you can, um, put into lists or blog posts or send out on your email, whatever it might be to your audience. And then from there, you know, they're able to use those links. And what's really cool about Amazon is they can, you know, say you be a, uh, you put a product in front of them. Uh, we go with one of my examples is that Makita brush sander that I'm pretty much the only person in the world that has, I think, but you put that link out there. And then if someone's looking at the brush sander, they're like, Oh, this is awesome. And they decide that they want to buy toilet paper or toothpaste. I still get a kickback because my link is what led them to the website. So, um, Amazon affiliate is an awesome, um, awesome, I guess, concept and product that Amazon offers in their wide spectrum of products. And uh, that's how most of my passive ad revenue comes from. Now, my website doesn't get tons of traffic, um, and that's because I just actually started putting emphasis on producing content for the website specifically. So YouTube itself and my website are both kind of where I create Amazon affiliate uh, hubs for anybody that's looking to see what tools I'm using or if I'm using a new product, a new finish, anything like that, I I have links for everyone um, to check those out. And then I get a little kickback if anyone purchases through those links. So that's kind of my passive ad and affiliate marketing right now. Now, I also, um, you know, work with, I guess, I guess brand sponsorship isn't really an, uh, a passive income stream unless it's based on click through, right? Ad revenue based on right. clicks. So this yeah, would be more was, like up your wheelhouse. Yeah. I was thinking about, about that one and how to categorize that one as well. But, uh, but I, I think the cool thing about the Amazon affiliate is that, um, that would work great for product guys too, right? Yeah. Like especially if, so if you, so I'm thinking about a specific example, uh, if you sell cutting boards, uh, and I know some people will sell the, you know, the board butter or whatever. They'll, they'll make their own mineral, mineral spirits and beeswax combination. If you don't want to do that, but you still want to recommend, Hey, here's a great product that I recommend, uh, to maintain and upkeep your cutting boards or your tabletop or whatever. You could link them out to an Amazon link for, 
you know, Howard's Butcher Block Conditioner or any other product that is a is a product, you know, you could link them to Pledge. Like, hey, I think you should use Pledge, uh, which, you know, that's a whole debate. But uh, anything that you wanted to recommend. Now, the one major caveat um, about this, anytime you're doing this, you have to disclose. You have to fully disclose. Hey, this is like I'm getting paid for this, which is uh, there, there's all different kind of ways to do it. But, um, you know, you can't just send them a link and be like, hey, go and, and not let them know uh, or the. FTC, Federal Trade Commission, will possibly uh, not like that. So anyway, just you know, read up on that. But yeah, I think that's a cool thing. It's it's a way for that product people can integrate that in a, an extremely seamless way and beneficial. Like here's what you should be using to upkeep your furniture, um, or just you know anything else that that you think would work well for them. So I think that's a great one that can tie straight into the product guys that probably a lot of people are not thinking about. Yeah. And uh, another great way that I, I try to use affiliate links to my advantage are when I'm using tools or products that you don't typically see in normal applications. So, for instance, everyone sees, you know, uh, table saws, miter saws, cordless hand saws, like all that and drill driver impact, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's thousands of options for those. But if you have a product that you know that you're probably using you know, a small percentage of the time that could help your audience or whatever you're using. Those are, those are great products to use affiliates for. So, I mean, I have, like I said, the brush sander or something that I've, I've done a lot of affiliate sales just because the exposure isn't really there for that product as much as it might be for the, the driver or the, or an impact or something like that. Um, as well as like, you know, the Prozzy beam cutter, I did a little video using it, got a bunch of questions. I threw up an affiliate link, you know, had a couple people buy it through that link. Um, and that's a great way for product people to use the affiliate concept to their advantage. Like Brad said, you do have to disclose that it's an affiliate. And, um, you know, besides that, you also want to make sure that you're putting the affiliates in places where it's supposed to be, right? You can't just spam everything with affiliate links. They can't be printed or excuse me, they can't be distributed. Yeah, you can't in, email them. It, in it, email. It's different. So and that's not an FTC thing. So that's like an Amazon thing. So Amazon yeah. says like you cannot email these links. You can't have them. Uh, basically, they have to be on the Internet on a website is is the gist of it. Um, so they don't like it in other forms and fashions. Uh, but yeah, and for obviously for content people, um, you know, that's kind of bread and butter. But I think as a lot of our listeners and a lot of you guys are trying to build your your Instagram following, like Instagram's a great place to do it. Like you can do it on Instagram. Um, and I think you, you hit the nail on the head there, John, about the uniqueness. And that's where, so saying like, hey, I got a new miter saw, go check. Like people aren't, you know, people know what kind of miter saw they want. You know, everybody mm-hmm. in the world knows all the different brands that sell miter saws uh, or, you know, all the woodworkers know. But if you if you whip out this like niche tool, that's where people if people are DMing you, asking you about a tool, that's a great time. And, and plus doing the DM like if somebody asks you, yeah, hey, what is this? Send them the link, the affiliate link. I do that all the time because it's the same thing. I'm like, here you go. Here's an affiliate link to it. Boom. And it just takes them right on there. So um, I think that's a great way. Like if if there's something that you use, a tool that you use uh, that not a lot of other people use, like John was saying, you know, the, the beam cutters, perfect example of that. Um, and that's where the people are like, oh, man, like I, I've not seen that. Like you're opening people's eyes and you're not just selling to, uh, you know, we've also gotten to that question a lot, John, too, about, hey, I'm a product guy. But a lot of my Instagram following is just other people who make product. Well, guess what? You can be a resource to them and, you know, Mm -hmm. say, hey, here's here's an affiliate link. And then, yeah, you're selling tables, but you're also educating people about how to build tables through your social media. And you can you know, that's a a good way to to build a little bit of passive income. You know, you're not going to get rich off it, but, 
you know, you could get 50 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month. I mean, uh, and help pay for your website hosting or pay for a host of other things. Yeah. And I mean, that you 100 percent nailed it. And what's really cool now is that there's um, aggregate sites for affiliates. Um, I use a website called Kit. Uh, yep. Kit.com. We have Kit for, you know, both of us, I believe, use it. And then I'm more... May maybe throw one together for MFP, but like you could put everything that you can find a link for on Amazon or tons of other affiliates as well um, onto your kit and then just drive everyone to there specifically. So it's a it's a great concept for um, products that you're purchasing, especially now if you're a product guy, think about consumables. Those are things that are constantly changing, evolving, moving. You know, you buy one table saw, you know, for your shop, basically every ever right like, yeah. you're not but but you're rebuying finishes you're rebuying glues you're rebuying uh you know screws and nails and there's a lot of things that you don't realize you purchase a ton that you get a lot of questions on or that you can provide value with um you know i just watched uh if, you're, if you guys are a fan of jay bates he's building a new workbench um and he was talking about the differences between uh glues you know great opportunity yep. for jay to talk about hide glue compared to pvc and why PVA. he would use one or the uh, pva whatever I don't, I just, I just huff it, Brad. I don't use it. Um, so, <laughs> but either way, like, uh, opportunities like that. Um, I know there's some really educational guys on you on Instagram, like Ramon, um, Ramon Artful. His, yeah. He's always talking about new products and ways to use things. Great opportunity there for affiliate linking. And he's a product guy. I mean, he sells his services and, pro- and products for a living. So there's opportunities, a ton of opportunities like that. Um, and then the, I think the next level besides Amazon affiliates um, that I use is going to be uh, specific large purchase product affiliates. So for myself, for instance, I work with weldtables.com as well as Axiom CNC group. And both of those are affiliates for my website. Now, like I said, my, my website is not garnering tons of traffic, but having an affiliate link in my description on YouTube or when anybody asks me and which has been awesome recently because I'm getting a lot of the welders and a lot of the woodworkers moving into welding, wanting to invest in better welding equipment. I'm able to send them an affiliate link because I went out on a limb to purchase or work with a brand. Um, and then they're real willing to reward me for marketing for them essentially. So if you're working with brands that are like extremely specific or very niche, Think about how you can provide value to them and then look if they have affiliate programs. And those are also great opportunities. Um, and those are two of the brands I work with as well as, uh, as Levrack. Levrack has an, sort of an affiliate program that I work with too. And I'm, um, so yeah, and, and that's a great opportunity to just, you know, a little bit of passive income here and there. You don't have to do much except produce the piece of content or have it in the background of your shop or whatever it might be. And anyone asks this question, boom, drive them right to something that you can make a few bucks from. Yeah. And I think that the key with all the affiliate stuff is that, um, you know, the idea is that you're not you're not pushing. Right. You're not pushing people to buy like no. you're providing a service like this. This should be value added is that you're promoting stuff that you love and that you use. And that's that's the whole idea. And that's uh, because people want to know, like, what's working for you. This is not you trying to push something you don't sell or that you don't use. Excuse me. Um which is funny. I was thinking like, and I don't know what yours is, John, if you've looked, uh, you know, I've looked uh, because I'm a numbers <laughs> guy. My number one affiliate item is mineral oil. 
<laughs> so, because of like, and I like, I don't even remember. It's been a while since I've made a cutting board, but uh, I just get asked. <laughs> you I made one like three months ago. I know, but it's that's what that's a while. Uh, a while I, would be two years when I think I made my last cutting board. Okay, okay. No, you whatever. You just made a ton of them and sold them for the holidays. I don't want to hear it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm talking content cutting boards. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I, dude, cutting boards are life. I'm gonna have like <laughs> two more in the next three months, and you think I'm joking, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> and so. It's just like, for whatever reason, like people are always asking me, like, what do you use? And I'm like, dude, yeah, here, like either go get from some, some from the store, or if you want to get some online, like, and I'm like, boom, I send them like Howard's cutting board oil. Cause it's like a super nice oil. Uh, the, the conditioner, the conditioner is like, I really love it. Cause I don't want to make my own. And so, uh, you know, just like, that's the idea is that don't, don't turn it into like, if you love to use a pink miter saw don't be shooting somebody to the blue miter saw and say oh this one's awesome like okay yeah make like it genuine to your brand yeah yeah it, it, it's got to be like you're you're not um you're not going to build confidence in in people if you're doing that kind of stuff so i, I think that's a good i think that's a good thing on affiliates and and um man there, there's like you said john there's just a lot of people and if you're ever if you go to a site like if you use any other type of material just go down to the bottom of the site like the the actual brand's website and look down in the bottom in the footer. And a lot of times what you'll find is a link that says join affiliate program or affiliate program. So for like different services, uh, web services, you know, go check them out because there's a lot of people that do affiliate programs that you just wouldn't even think of. So, you know, go look at that bottom of the website of their homepage and you might be able to find something there. Um, yeah. So affiliate. So the next one, you know, ad revenue, we, we touched on it um, briefly, but Ad revenue, right? You got two different types there and the ad revenue being um, when not necessarily two different types, but uh, looking at it on YouTube uh, versus your website would be, I think, the two main ways that people do it. Um, you, there are some other ways in, in email as well, but I think that's would be the two biggest one. YouTube is probably the one that people are most familiar with. So every time you go and watch that video and you get that little either takeover ad at the beginning, which I know they're going away from, um, but or the banner over the bottom. So every time you see that banner uh, and again, the the revenue you get off that we've talked about before is very, very minimal. But at the same time, you're doing absolutely nothing for it. I mean, you make the content one time and then the next 100,000 views, 200,000 views, whatever. If you get a video to really go, uh, you can make some some decent money off of it. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's just an it's a nice little like thank you, um, I guess, for for guys like ourselves who don't have tens of millions of, uh, of views on our on our YouTube channels. But you got a couple million, you know, and you stack a couple hundred bucks here a month or so. And and it's just a nice, uh, nice little bit to put in your pocket. Now, a lot of people are complaining because they're changing that all the time um, and they're not making yes. as much. But like, look, you cannot base your business on banking on ad revenue because your views could drop off immediately. Um, your website clicks could drop off immediately. Like you, uh, there's a lot of factors that go into those things, which is why you should try and drive people to things you own. Um, so I would say website traffic ad revenue is definitely should be if you're thinking of getting into ad revenue, it should be more of a staple in your thought process than YouTube ad revenue. YouTube ad revenue yes. is great, but YouTube could take that all away from you and you can't control anything to do with it. Um, but if you're building a quality website with a awesome viewer base that is constantly providing and adding value, then you can put yourself in a situation where uh, advertisers want to be on your site and they pay you or you put you know, generic affiliate ads or excuse me, generic 
uh, style ads that we all see across the internet onto your website that fill with, you know, cookies from the viewer's side and you get the benefit of, you know, having a, uh, an ad revenue partnership with, with somebody and making a couple bu- extra bucks there. Um, yeah, I know some websites, ahead. some websites make a killing with ad revenue, like a ridiculous oh, yeah. amount of money. I mean, it, it's, revenue. it's extremely lucrative. It can be because and it's funny because uh, no I've one thinks of that. that. I know exactly. They don't. But I've mentioned that many times is that the ad revenue on website is it's about I'm going to say it's at least four X of what it is on YouTube in general. Um, If you go straight AdSense to AdSense, it's probably only maybe two X, maybe to three X. I'm not I'm not sure exactly on that uh, because I use a an ad content network on my website, which is substantially higher than, than AdSense. Um, but there are, there, but there are two types of ads too, John, right? And, and you hit on it there is that, um, you know, once you have people coming to your website, which again, we just covered last week, uh, you can, then you, you own that audience per se, you, you own them. So that's like, like John said, um, <clears throat> because what Amazon, so Speaking about, uh, you know, if YouTube changes what they do on their site, that's because YouTube owns that um, owns that website. They own YouTube, obviously. Right. So they are outbidding on ads. They are out saying who can put ads on it. And then you're just kind of on the receiving end of that. You're giving the content that they put the ads on top of. On your website, you are the one that decides whose ads go on there. So you could sign up for something like AdSense and you put that in. And like John mentioned that, you know, Based upon who comes to your site, it'll serve them an ad based upon their viewing history, et cetera. Um, or you can go to a company and say, hey, I get uh, 15,000 views a month on on my website and uh, I'd love to have you advertise on my page. Like you can just like I could literally get a picture of brand X is, you know, tool, whatever and say, hey, like it's a little 350 by 350 pixel ad, just a, a legitimate picture that they made in Photoshop. They send it to you. You upload it to your website. So it's the same. Every time any person comes, it's the same picture. And if somebody clicks on it, it goes to their site. So like that is like, that's like the most basic form of advertising. you like, you put a picture on your website that doesn't change and it takes a, takes them on a link uh, to you know, a manufacturer's website. So that's the other end of it too. Is like, you can go and pick exactly. And that could be like local people. Like you could go for your local wood supplier. Like if you had a huge local following and, you know, if I had, you know, Nashville area woodworkers and I get 10,000 views a month and I know that they're all from Nashville, there's a lot of value for me to go talk to someone who's selling wood in Nashville and put that on their site. And they're going to pay you for that. So, um, you know, that that's kind of the interesting thing is that on your website, just like you said, John, you own that. And so you can pick and choose what goes on there. And then you can also negotiate the value of it, too. So, you know, and that might look that also might look like a trade of services. And I know. Have you done some of that, John, where it's like, hey, you know, kind of like scratch your back, I'll scratch yours. Like they provide you product, you provide them service of advertisement. Yes. And I, that's kind of where the influencer marketing space gets extremely diverse is a lot of us are working in, you know, Brad and I are probably emphasized as uh, Instagram uh, influencers because that's where we both put a lot of our time. But like, you know, YouTube and as well as I actually sell in my my, my media kit or package um, the opportunity to advertise on my website. Um, and if you guys have been on my site, you probably saw one of the brands that was there for the last year. I just just came down, but like I'm, I'll have new ones up here once I switch my site over. 
either way, it just gives another opportunity for people to find the brands that one you like to work with, especially if you're doing what Brad says and are choosing them. Um, that could be a great opportunity. Some of you are out there building unbelievably awesome brands. Um, and driving traffic to your website. This is a little bit of what we call low-hanging fruit, where if you love to work with, say, a plywood company or a local lumber lumber yard, a distributor of some sort, you can approach that company and say, hey, I'm getting 10,000 clicks a month. I love your product. You can either negotiate a price discount and trade for advertising since you're producing product, or they pay you to advertise on your site, things like that. And, and those are just little opportunities there. And then it becomes passive because you've already negotiated it once, Set it and forget it, kind of thing. What was that? What was those infomercials back in the yeah, day? Yeah, set it and forget it, baby. The Ronco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's the kind of thought process behind it. And and as I said at the top of the show, not a lot of us are really good at this because your brain isn't used to thinking that way um, until you start getting you know the payback from it. So, you know, going from advert ad ad revenue and affiliates, you can you then get into like the passive income from physical product. Um, if we'll, 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 we'll just say product period because the yeah. digital, digital product is part of that. Break too. it down so, in different types, but yeah, hit, hit the product, the physical side. So I'll do what I'm, I've been leaning at towards here lately and then let you come in hammer it home with the digital stuff. So recently, if you guys have been following me on social, you've seen that I've recently launched some merchandise, which would be t-shirts, um, hoodies, hats, stickers, stuff like that. Um, and that is considered the way I am doing it as passive income because, and here's the kicker, I'm using drop shipping. What drop shipping is, is I have a relationship with a third party who handles all the orders, the inventory management, the printing, and the distribution of the product, as well as payment. So I'm basically hands off. Now, a lot of us are trying to produce and sell t-shirts and merchandise. And what happens there is that you end up having boxes of stuff in your shop or in your house and you're trying to get it out there. Um, and it ends up becoming cumbersome on your business model. It's, it's essentially just becomes a pain. And we've all been there. Um, what happens is you get a better price to print a large quantity of t-shirts, say, we'll just, we'll just use that. Um, but you also have to take the time out to package each one individually, pay for shipping and pay for packaging, and then send those out as well as the time it takes to manage your sales, uh, your sales funnel. So what drop shipping does is, uh, you get to create whatever designs and whatever t-shirts or merchandise you want, and then they handle the rest. You pay a little bit more, but it takes your hands off of it completely. So because of that, the way I'm handling it with, um, with Printful is that you can create your own product line, put it up on your website. And if people are buying it, they handle everything. You get your profit check, um, once a month and boom, boom, you're out the door. Um, and, I, and it's, it's been pretty awesome. It gives me an opportunity to actually put some merchandise out there instead of looking at it as a marketing expense before where I would just be dumping money into it and hoping I'd make it back with sales. Um, so because of that, you know, uh, Brad and I talked about it and what we've done is we've set up an affiliate as made for profit to get you guys, um, into the drop shipping game. And we'll have links in the show notes for you if you're interested. Um, and you work with the same company that I'm working with. Um, it's called Printful. It's really, really easy to get set up and I drive everything directly to my website. It's been great. If you're interested, link in the show notes. Um, also another great way to create some passive income for all of your brands. If you're doing content or product sales. Right. Yeah. And that one, that's, you know, you hit the key there, John, because I know a lot of the guys and gals out there listening have made shirts or mm -hmm. made stickers. 
and you know they've they've got the paper cuts on their fingers to show for it of sealing all the envelopes and you know packaging up everything and that that's and that's what i do honestly and i know that's what you used to do um and i've been to say i got a box behind me right now because i'm still doing that it's it's, (laughs) right yes this is part of the game yeah so it's something new for you and i think that's a great way now obviously the trade-off is margin, right? So margin. There's, you, you pay for that service, but you take it out of your hands. And I think that's um, the key. And so it's it's a bit of, um, you know, it's a bit of a mix of outsourcing, but at the same time, and I, I, will, I will kind of give a side note because we talked about this a little bit before the show. Um, if anybody has seen the whole, the Amazon makers, uh, I forget what they call it, but um, the Amazon marketplace for handmade goods, and uh, you can do fulfilled by Amazon. So basically you make all the product, but then you send it in and they handle all the, the, all the logistics. Not not passive income because you have to make each one that you sell, but you're outsourcing. And so this takes it one step further and you're not even ordering the shirts or packaging them. You know, it's kind of the reverse of that. Like on the reverse side of the fulfilled by Amazon, you order the shirt, somebody sends it to you, you do the packaging, you know, fulfilled by Amazon, you make the product, you send it to them. They, they do the packaging and fulfillment. Um, Printful, they do it all. They make the shirt, they package it, they do everything. And uh, the only thing you have to do now, obviously on any of these, anytime you're dealing with a product, no matter what you do and how passive it is, um, there's always going to be, you know, the customer service and the maintenance on the back end too. So uh, that's one thing. I mean, obviously you could outsource that as well, but um, you know, if somebody gets a shirt that they order from John and it comes in and it's got a, a hole in it, like they're going to call John and be like, what the heck, right? They're not going to call Printful. Um, now John's going to call Printful and go, Hey, you're like, what do we do? And I'm sure there's a whole process around that, but uh, that is one thing that with any of these things, as you, as you talk about a product, even on digital products, like as you know, we can start getting into digital products. Um, I do digital products, uh, namely plan sales and I'll get people all the time. They're like, Hey, I, I bought it and I didn't get the email because like the spam filters are just so hardcore these days that a lot of times those will get caught and they'll have bought it. And I'll say, Hey, go check your spam folder. Like, right. Like it's passive income, but yet I still have to deal with the emails. So, you know, small trade-off. Um, but that's always going to be there. But I think from a product perspective, getting that merchandise and like, like John said, that's, it's also a marketing game, right? Especially if you're local, if you can get local people wearing your shirts, wearing your hats, whatever, having your bumper sticker, your, your sticker on their car, (laughs) that's just brand recognition, bumper stickers, man. Bumper stickers are so nineties, dude. I just, I think, do you I miss bumpers, them? Yeah, I do kind of like, you know, I'm going to, should we, should we take the, the next MFP step bumper from, sticker? Yeah, yeah. Next step from bandsaw stickers to bumper stickers. <laughs> I think we should. I think we should. The <laughs> MFP bumper sticker. Yeah. Whatever happened to bumper stickers, man. And every once in a while you see that one car that's got like 50 of them on their car. I love those guys. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's um, a, a great way for product people to get in there. And I, I'm, I am digging the printful stuff, John. So I want to, I want to take a look at that because, um, like, yeah, right over my shoulder, I've still got a stack. And actually, I've I've been dreading. I've had people asking me for months now when I'm going to get new shirts in. And quite honestly, I've not reordered. I, I'm out of larges and extra larges because I don't want to deal with shipping them. Uh, and, you know, it's just yeah, another thing to do. And that's the nice thing with drop shipping. Um, so the, a very, very cool concept to add a little bit of passive income to your existing portfolio. What's great about Printful is that it doesn't cost anything to add designs, um, which is which is a huge cost incur- incursion. Is that a word um, for yeah. 
most of the time when you, when you have setup. Now there's setup fees for some things when you're on their site, but uh, it's pretty cheap for the most part. So a uh, great little, little, little plug there, but it's because I think that a lot of us want to have more merchandise and that this is a really awesome opportunity to add it to your site or your portfolio and not really cost you cost you much. So make sure if you're interested in that, you're checking out the show notes at madeforprofit.com. It'll be backslash forward slash episode 32. Um, so the next, the next kind of piece of, I guess, passive income that the, the warlord over here, you know, Brad, the, the, <laughs> the domination Rodriguez is killing it in is, is plan sales. And it's interesting because we talk about this a lot. We talk about plan sales way more than you'd think on a podcast. But the reason being is that it is such an efficient and great way of creating passive income that every one of us is already doing this process. <laughs> it's just a matter of creating the content around it, putting in the extra couple hours and putting it out there for people to see it. So, um, you know, myself recently, I've, I made it a mission in 2017 that I wanted to get more into plan sales. I think I've released five or six plans now so far. Um, and three new ones this year specifically, and they've all trickled in, you know, an extra, it's, I think it was an already an extra hundred bucks, add some t-shirt sales to it and boom, you know, however much money I've made, I've essentially made back half of the time that I would pay myself to make them. So you look at it and you're like, wow, over the course of the year, if I keep doing what Brad said and stacking up these plants creations and putting them out there, that it could become a very lucrative revenue stream for my brand. Um, and what's insane is that every single one of us as woodworkers and makers are drawing plans to create whatever we're creating for the most part. Um, and I think it's a, I think it's an awesome way to supplement your brand and what you're already doing. So why don't you touch on a bit, Brad, how you get those out there to people and how, you know, the whole your whole massive, you know, plan sales structure works. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty impressive. It, it's I, I think that's the one thing for me as I've started doing it. And, um, you know, I've, I've talked about it before, but uh, I started giving away free and that's still a good strategy. And I still do give some away free um, old ones and even you know new ones that come out um, because there's two things. One is it uh, there's the passive income and of the actual plan sale when you're selling it. But there's also the lead generation and audience gathering of the um, opt in. Right. So we talked about that a couple of weeks ago about the email. So even if you don't want to sell them, you could still have people give you their email, get on your email list. And then you're going to be, you know, giving them emails about your new content or whatever. And then that can lead down the line. So it's it's a, an, in essence, a way to build your audience that's going to help prop up further passive income down the road. But uh, the way I do my plan sales is I do it all through Gumroad. And that is just a fulfillment. So again, I, I upload, I do all the work on the front end. I make the model and then I go through. I think that's the problem that uh, or that's the thing that a lot of people don't want to put the time into. And I know uh, specifically, somebody who is on the other side of the screen from me um, <laughs> really doesn't like doing it. We've had we had plenty of conversations the past few weeks about like this is horrible. No, 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 Brad, don't don't downsell it to the people. I hate it with all of my existence, and it like it pains me internally. But but as most exactly. good things are in life, they're difficult. They suck. And once you get through it and then once you they, get to it, that's what I always told you. So that's what I kept good telling on the other John. That's so why I kept, I said, dude, I know it sucks and I know it's a pain in the butt, but uh, like, there's a reason for that. 
because you're going to make money off it. And like, you know, nothing in life is free. So you got to put in the work to do it. Uh, but I think that's, you know, most people are like, I just don't want to spend that time uh, because and I'll, I'll also preface this that, you know, you they need to look good. They need to be uh, they need to be worth the value that you charge for them. So if you give them away free, yeah, whatever, like throw it together, whatever, you know, take a picture of the napkin that you drew it on and post it. And, you know, people are going to download that and they might get mad at you, but they didn't pay anything for it. Uh, if you are charging for plans, they need to be something. Um, that's the worst thing that you could do is put plans out there. And then people are just like, I, you know, they make something, you have them wrong. They're, they're losing money and material because they're making the wrong cuts because you put the wrong values on there, the wrong dimensions. Um, so you have to really spend your time to get them right, to make them easily understandable. Um, and that's what the people are paying for. The people are paying for uh, turnkey. They don't want to have to go out and go figure out how many boards they need to buy and where do I cut them. Like you're providing them with that cut list, with the step by step. And there's different, you know, you can do different things. People, I've seen people just sell SketchUp files too. Like you can do that if you don't mm-hmm. want to do that. So I think that's the cool thing too is you can segment it and based upon the value you're giving, you can price it accordingly. Right. So if you're going to be doing uh, just a SketchUp file, you're probably going to be charging less. Then if you have, uh, you know, a full blown out step by step with a cut list and all that, but there's still room in it. So uh, if you're not into doing the whole entire thing, you know, maybe you tiptoe into it. Uh, But I do. And I stack them. And absolutely, John, I mean, I've been doing it now for well, this is the second year, third, third year going into the second year. So it's been about two and a half years. And it has absolutely just been stacking W's, man. It's just been like you have all these little things and it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I made 20 bucks off that one in a month and I made 30. Oh, I made like 80 off that one. That's awesome. But then as you start adding and adding and adding, um, you know, some of them, some of them bomb, but some of them do okay. And then you look back two and a half years later and it's like, it's like, wow, that's pretty sweet, you know? And, and that's a good revenue stream. Yeah. And it's basically something we're already doing. So it's like, it was, I don't know. It's an, it's almost a no brainer. Um, it's just, a little bit more work on something you typically don't put thought into is in drawings and models and such um, when it comes to making it pretty. And that's about it. So, I mean, what I think, um, what I think most of us look at a, at a plan is, 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 is a guideline. And that's how I look at it is like, I set it up so um, I could put other people in a position to win on things that they typically may or may not I'd be able to either conceptualize themselves or they just need a couple little details that helps them get over the hump. Um, and then you have ridiculously involved, you know, uh, uh, plans like, like some of Brad's are where he's given you, you know, exact step-by-step stuff. Um, and you can go to as general as like he said with SketchUp models. So really cool stuff there. Um, something great to think about if you want to get into a passive income stream, I guess the next step would be in the, uh, online excuse me, digital product market is going to be the, like the, I guess the educational type type content. And that's kind of where we're, ta- we'll be taking made per profit down the line, but you got guys like our, our guest and patron, uh, Mark Spagnolo with the wood whisperer, who's got a amazing online subscription service where he has, uh, you know, sets up a course and you can buy that whole course. And one time and he sets it up and it's there for sale forever. Um, but it's extremely in depth. He's got walkthrough videos for each individual step. And you get just the larger scale package of someone who's looking for more of a classroom environment compared to um, just a plan to throw on their workbench and kind of work through themselves. So that's like the kind of the 
you know, upper upper tier concept when right. it comes to the plan sales and passive income in that realm. Um, and there's a lot of wins you can produce there too. I mean, you, we all get target advertisements. I bet from, I can't remember the brand. What's that brand that does like, we have over 800 woodworking plans and blah, blah, blah. And it's like a book. And I've seen that a, a bunch of times. Oh, well the um, whole Ted's woodworking thing, yes, which yes, 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 uh, yes. 16,000 plus plan <laughs> like that is. Uh, yeah. So let's just, let's just put this out there. Please do not ever, ever, ever buy Ted's work because they all they do is rip people off and they're basically selling copyrighted material that is not their own. So that is a huge uh, affiliate scam. And so, yeah, so those are things to look out for. So, yeah, don't don't be like, oh, hey, this affiliate thing like they pay something ridiculous. It's like they pay like an 80 percent commission or something like on their affiliate. And that's why, because they're just like, yeah, whatever. And that's why they get people to go hustle for them and just push like crazy. Or what's the other one? Wood pre wood pricks. Yes. Uh, yes. That's the YouTube one. Uh, so, uh. <laughs> yes. So that is not what we are talking about. Yeah. Mar- Mark has uh, the Wood Whisper Guild. And uh, that is a great one. I know Jay Bates has just gotten into that. And that's exactly what we were just talking about. So is Steve Ramsey. Yeah. Steve Ramsey's just been we've been looking at that. So um, that is absolutely. So as uh, the more value you add, the more you can charge. Right. And uh, you know, so instead of going like I do plan sale, my plan sales uh, are less than 10 bucks. Uh, and so that's because I have a PDF and download and you look at it. Now you've got the accompanying YouTube video, which is great. Um, but when you look at, you know, something that Mark does, he might have, uh, I need to know how many hours, but hours and hours. Like, so on a build, it might be five, six, 10 hours on a build um, worth of material. So like into the nitty gritty detail. Again, if you are a product person, you, you think about this. I mean, look at this, like the Mark Adams Woodworking School, like those things, those are hands on. So that is not passive income. That is direct income for providing a service to people. Once you move that to the Internet and somebody can purchase that product and digest it and, and your inventory is unlimited, you could sell one or you could sell 10,000 and you do the same amount of work. Um, except for maybe on the back end, uh, you know, if, if you're doing any service, that's the pat, that's the beauty of the passive income is the leverage. Okay. And being able to take that leverage of something that you've made and using the internet as a means of distribution, uh, that is the, that is the absolute beauty of passive income. That's when I, when I first was getting into woodworking and I was selling, uh, and you know, trying to figure out how to make money off it. Now I, I was selling cutting boards and, and small stuff and little pencil holders. And I was like, this stinks. Yeah. I just made a hundred bucks off that cutting board or I sold it for a hundred bucks. Uh, I don't even want to know what I made because I spent too much time on it. But after it left, I was left with nothing. And I had to start all over again. And that's the part. That's why I looked at what was happening in the content world. And I went, Oh, like I got it. I was like, oh, there's like there's leverage there. Mm-hmm. And and that to me, that's the biggest thing of passive income is the leverage and the unlimited inventory. The the sky is the limit. Like you can sell as much as you can get people to buy. Uh, and and it, you don't have to be out in your shop until 5 a.m. every night, you know, making cutting boards like that. For me, that was the that, that sealed the deal for me. That's why you see so many entrepreneurs jumping into the educational space. They do like a book. A book is considered passive income once you create the book uh, because distribution, sales, and manufacturing are all out of your hands once the book's created. You probably can go do some publicity behind it, but like, you know, guys like Gary Vaynerchuk just released a new book called Crush It. I'll have a link in the bio if you want to read it. That's a little personal plug there, but. <laughs> 
he murders the book scene because he one understands marketing and two uh, understands that he only has to make that book once and then boom, it's out there forever. And that income just continues to come. So those type of products can be hugely beneficial to any brand. And I don't mean uh, what there's a uh, um, I'll skip that. Um, Sorry. <laughs> there's a, a lot of awesome content creators that don't realize they're content creators quite yet. And what that content could be is things that, you know, maybe you're not comfortable putting yourself in front of a camera to create, uh, you know, videos, instruction and tutorials. But that doesn't mean you can't write an amazing PDF step by step plan and yep. put it out there for, and, and, you know, and let the Internet do its do its work for you. So awesome opportunities yeah. in that space. Um, I guess the last kind of thing we want to touch on here is is where you're selling that now. You know, Brad um, has talked a lot about using a Gumroad service, which we have a link for if you guys are interested in getting into this. Um, and Gumroad is its own aggregated website where a lot of creators of all types of content are able to sell digital and physical products. Um, and it's kind of like you yeah, can consider it an Etsy. It's not as crafty, but it's, you know, a hub yeah. for, for to sell products. And then Brad links it to his website. So when you're on fixthisbuild.com, you jump over to Gumroad and that's where all of his sales goes through. Um, benefit to that, I guess, well, I'll let you touch on this, Brad, but we've touched on it before, is you have searchability. Um, it's one super easy to use. I have a Gumroad as well. Um, they make it, everything looks, you know, squeaky clean. Um, and they're also providing plugins and services for your website, um, like you know, Facebook pixel. And, uh, you've got, I think you can, I think they can link up with like other sites and stuff, but th there's a bunch of stuff like that. Shopify is going to be another site that is along the same lines as Gumroad, where you can create, you know, a hub for your, your cutting boards, your t-shirts, your digital plans, all of that. You can put it on Shopify and have your own little store. Um, if you already have a website and this is going to be the net, what you want to consider, if you already have a website and you're driving traffic to that website, are you going to get the benefit of the traffic to your site by hosting all of your products externally? And it's just something to consider. Brad doesn't, Brad keeps all his on Gumroad. And I've got friends who use, you know, Shopify strictly for all their product sales. And then myself, all of my merchandise and, and passive income is native. Um, and that's because I don't have a lot of clicks and I want everyone on my website for as long as I can possibly get them on there. And that's how you supplement your ad revenue stream. So um, when you're building out your passive income stream, that's the last thing you want to think of is like, where am I going to be driving people to? Am I moving them to seven different websites or do I want to create a centralized hub? And this kind of ties into last week's episode where we were talking about um, building your own website and why you have it. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, if you want to touch on anything else there, Brad, with with that, because it's it's something important to think of that like a lot of us will jump on it. I did it with my last business. We created a Shopify store. It was going great, moving stuff, and then we realized our website sucked because everyone's just going to Shopify. <laughs> we weren't getting any right, benefit right. of the traffic. Yeah, and and a bunch of things flowing through my head right now, but I'll just hit hit a couple. One, you, you were touching on it about the people don't realize it, and I'll say if you are listening to this podcast, you are a potential content creator, no matter what. Okay. Uh, you are listening to this because you're running some type of business and selling some type of product or good. And, you know, the whole content ink strategy, um, you are a potential content creator. So, so don't think you're not and think about how you can use that to your benefit and supplement your, your business. Um, the other thing I'll say is that I don't want, uh, thinking back on the plan sales, um, I want to just reel it back 
a bit and because we kind of made it sound like, oh, everybody's doing it. Yeah, just go ahead and, and you'll make money. No. Um, the, the thing that's behind all of this, the thing that drives passive income, that, that it is a direct correlation to passive income is audience. And to get passive income and to make passive income, the most important thing is that you have people to buy these products. So you need to build and grow your audience uh, on whatever platform that is. And that could be, you know, whatever. It could be every Tuesday night you have people come by to your coffee shop and you do a stand-up. Like, you know, it could be your website. Like, it doesn't have to be online. Uh, and then when they're there, they can, you know, buy a podcast of your stand-ups. There's, uh, or download, whatever. There's all kinds of different ways, but uh, the, the thing that you have to have is you have to have an audience and you will not make money with passive income until you can grow your audience. So all the stuff we've talked about, about growing your audience through the different channels, um, you know, that this is how it culminates. You can't, so don't think, you know, if you've got a hundred followers on Instagram, congrats, like that's awesome. Tri- triple digits, baby. Um, but you're, you're not going to make money selling plans until you get out to a broader audience. Uh, so that's going to be the thing that, you know, I just want to make sure I mention that, that you got to focus on uh, to really get it. But absolutely, John, as you start looking in there and you get them and that's that's the whole point is like, where do you want people to go? Mm-hmm. You want people going to your website? You want people going to YouTube channel and optimize for that channel? Uh, because if you get too widespread, then you know you're just kind of an inch deep and a mile wide instead of you know a mile deep and an inch wide. So you know niche down and whatever your platform is, use that to drive the passive income because uh, that's that's where you're going to make the money is where you're getting the eyeballs and where you're seen as an expert, right? I mean, that's that's why people want to buy from me, whatever it is, because they see you do it. They see you as somebody who can teach them and help them do whatever they want to do. Yeah, and we emphasize on this show a lot, building an audience and focusing on building a tribe. And like those are things that are vitally important to ourselves. But if you go outside of our space and start looking at huge businesses, most of the most successful businesses on the planet all do the same thing. And that's 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 how business is done um, successfully at a high level is getting people to buy into your brand and your business and then having them believe in what that brand stands for. And that's when you can create these passive income streams is when, you know, you're you can't just tell people you're awesome and providing value. You have to prove it to them. And that's the grind of it. Um, this is just supplemental. Some little things and tips here that help with the guys that are guys and girls that are already out there putting in the work um, and, and which most of us are so. Um, really good stuff here. I, I'm, I'm really glad um, the suggestion came on Facebook. So if you guys aren't starting to notice a lot more, Brad and I are pulling almost every show topic off of our uh, <clears throat> Facebook tribe page. Um, and that's because we're loving it. I mean, loving all oh, the conversation so, happening over there. So much interaction. It's fantastic. Awesome to see you guys coming together. So keep them coming. Um, great episode, dude. I was I was love it. I got some good stuff out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to join that, that Facebook, it is a Facebook group. uh, And I believe it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash made for profit tribe. And again, we'll have a link in the show notes, Uh, but you can check that out. And it, it has been awesome just to see that. And if you please, if you go in there, answer the questions. We have some questions that we ask you. If you don't answer the questions, you're not getting in. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. Yes. Uh, because that's how we keep uh, all the spammers out. And even though if you look like you might be legit, just answer the questions, please. Uh, <laughs> sorry. We, we are having we are going to have administrators coming on board. Um, it makes it easier on them. 
Like they yes, don't, if you exactly. know us personally, that's great. But the administrators may not have any idea why you're calling me Steve. That's right. That's right. They're like, they're like Jimmy Cheeto. Who the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, we are going to head over and, uh, Talk to another one of our groups. So we mentioned at the top of the show, our patrons. So uh, if you do want to be part of that after show, you can go head over to our patron site uh, and we're going to go answer some questions for those folks. Man, yeah, good, good topic, man. I I can't wait to see some of the feedback uh, in the Facebook group on this one as well. Yeah, great stuff. All right, man, let's go nail this after show. Let's crush it. So thank you guys for checking out the show. If you'd like any more information, you can head over to madeforprofit.com. We'll have our show notes as well as our email list subscription you can sign up for. There you'll receive tips of the week as well as all of our other actionable content. If you're digging the show, we'd love to get a five-star review over on iTunes and we would greatly appreciate that. If you have any other questions or suggestions, you can email us at madeforprofitpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love any of your input as well as any of your future show topic suggestions. You can hit us up on Instagram at madeforprofit where we will be answering your questions and giving out tips to help you grow on your own social networks. So once again, we really want to thank you guys for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode.